You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We're talking about movement for life, uh, ways that folks can forestall some of the things that uh, impede our movement and make us more susceptible to falls. Now, there's actually a big initiative underway. Uh, it's a fall prevention initiative uh, because it's being recognized that, you know, when it comes to fractures, well, we could pump people with a lot of expensive drugs and we can strengthen their bone density. But if they keep falling, no matter how dense your bones are, they're still going to be fragile. So, you know, we're maybe uh, at the benefit of the pharmaceutical industry. You know, we're accentuating detection of osteoporosis and drugs. But really, uh, we're kind of missing the boat when it comes to uh, a major, major component of why people fall, injure themselves, break bones, and have sometimes traumatic brain injuries. Uh, our guest is Hedy Yankelevich. She's not uh, a part of a fall prevention program at a major uh, academic institution at a hospital, but uh, she's doing great work with folks online uh, to promote movement at all ages. It's called Movement for Life uh, and so, Hedy, uh, what are some of the things that people can do simply at home uh, without a lot of equipment? Or, or maybe there's some basic equipment that people can get that, you know, mm. uh, doesn't cost a lot and that it allows them to uh, to do some conditioning. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I think it's important to just ask yourself, like, what do you do on a daily basis? And what do you need to do on a daily basis? So one of the things I would say to someone, if you're getting your food delivered, and you think you can actually go to the grocery store to go food shopping, do it, right? Do the things that you can do. Um, if you have an elevator in your building, but you say live on the second floor, if you think you can walk up and down those stairs, do that, right? So it's just like finding these little I'm, I'm ways. Almost, I'm often faced with that dilemma at the gym where there's an elevator <laughs> yeah. that can take me to the second floor uh, mm -hmm. where I'm going to work out intensively, but I'll, I'll sometimes take the elevator instead of taking the stairs. But, right. uh, <laughs> but you know, sometimes I feel guilty about taking the elevator and I actually go up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the fact that you're in a gym, you know, okay, maybe we can give you a pass for the elevator. <laughs> I'm going to work out but, anyway, so <laughs> might as well take the elevator exactly. up there. <laughs> exactly. You know, so it's like these little things. Um, I mean, 
if you can get down to the floor, right? I know that like, let's say you have a grandkid or a dog and you think you have the ability, you can try it, to get down to the floor, do it every single day. Get down to the floor and stay down, sit in whatever position, preferably a, like in a very like varied way. So sit with your legs wide, sit with your legs to one side, sit cross-legged, even just for like two or three minutes and then get yourself back up. So these are just things that will keep you mobile and also will keep you, um, maybe not keep you, but will help with your confidence in your body, right? Help you feel more confident in doing things. Um, just sitting down in a chair and getting up several times, which you probably do even with like a sedentary lifestyle, you probably without pushing off with it. your arms. In other words, trying without to just, pushing arms. Right? Yes. Yeah, because that because you, you're, you're going to yeah. get an assist from your arms, but really to focus on the leg strength that's necessary to propel yourself upwards. Yeah. Uh, that's really important. And as I mentioned in part one, uh, it's a standard test that can be performed. You know, when a doctor is doing an assessment of a, a person's physical abilities and strength, uh, that actually is a strong predictor of mortality. People who cannot get up out of a chair very vulnerable to dying yes i believe that i and i see why that is and i'll give you a little tip for getting up from a chair with more ease scooch as far forward in your seat as possible like right to the edge to the so it almost feels like you're gonna fall off right but you're not you're you're, you're you're still sitting in the chair and then slide your feet behind your knees so don't have your heels right under your knees and i feel like naturally naturally we'll we may do this but sometimes not so you give yourself more leverage to get up and also push into your feet and you do this like little bit of momentum of a hinge forward right mm -hmm. so you hinge forward push into your feet you get a little bit of momentum and you use that power to get up even adding an exhale when you stand up mm -hmm. can actually help power you up For, so from um, a profile you resemble a number five a little bit uh, yeah okay or kind of like a lightning bolt oh okay right? mm -hmm. yeah yeah I never, that's a great image i love that mm -hmm. and then don't forget you have to sit back down and you want to try to sit back down without collapsing so right it, right, it takes a lot of yeah. um strength in your body and mm -hmm. there's that like eccentric contraction that you know that comes with slowly lowering back down um and you land as light as possible mm -hmm. and then you do it again and again, and again, again, and, you know, in my movement classes, we do it at least 10 times in each class. And so, you know, you get some of that. Um, uh, a variation on that is yeah. to is the wall squat. I know that's a little more ambitious, yes. but, you know, you can yeah, do it at yeah. home. Uh, right. You know, just uh, basically prop yourself up against the wall, you know, with, yeah. make yourself look like a chair. Uh, and yes. hold yourself up. And, you know, if you have a timer, you can set it for whatever, you know, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute. Yeah. And, you know, if you're really awesome with that, uh, you can do it for longer. Or you can actually apply, you know, uh, a ball, you know, like an inflatable ball behind yeah. your back, uh, an exercise ball. Uh, That's that, a great uh, tip. Yeah. Something you could do. <laughs> but that's a little more ambitious like, than just getting out of a chair. So, you, you know, but right. do you actually see people making progress on that? You know, in your experiences that if they practice oh. and it's going to take like a lot of reps at home, you know, something you can do, you know, while yeah. you're watching the news or something. Do they get And better? that's always what I say. I oh, oh, 100%. So I had someone who recently told me that they were at the beach. They were sitting in a really low down 
brown chair. Those are pretty brutal to get mm-hmm. out of, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you don't have the practice. And she like shocked herself. She was able to get up from that chair with so much ease. She's in her mid seventies, you know, and she went up, she went down, she went up, she went down. She did not have to roll to her side, you know, get on her hands and knees to get up. She just got up and she, she says she would not have been able to do it if she didn't practice it all the time in my classes and just in her life. So 100% you can and get some, And some of that is, is strength, and some of it is what called muscle memory. Mm-hmm. It's like hooking yes. up the muscular mm-hmm. circuitry so that the muscles yes. work in harmony together. Right. So it isn't necessarily you know pumping iron to get like no. super big muscles. The muscles get a little stronger, right. but it's actually sort of hooking up the neural circuits that link the right. brain to movement and coordinate the muscles. So, so that's very interesting. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, do, like we, we do – yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, do, do you believe in grip exercises? Because uh, grip yeah. is also an important component of uh, overall uh, strength and well-being. Do you, yeah. do you think that, uh, you know, using a squeegee ball or, you know, like some hand yeah. grips is, can be something that people can do to, to build up? Absolutely. It's actually, I just recently learned that hand grip – could be an indicator for longer life, like yes. the stronger your it is. is. It's highly correlated. Yes, that's so interesting. And so, yes, absolutely. Actually, when I first started movement for life classes online in the during the pandemic, I actually sent a few people on play doh, and <laughs> I recommended that yes, that they start like you know maneuvering it and playing with it. And as um as it gets a little older, play doh, it gets a little bit harder. And I'm like, keep you know, doing it when it's harder. And it's also great for arthritis just to keep mm-hmm. your joints moving. Also, we use um, resistance bands in the class. Yes. So just by um, moving your body with the resistance band, you have to grip it. So like I feel it. And, and also we use weight. So some people use three, five, seven, ten pound weights. And you feel that in your hands after a while, you mm-hmm. know. So, you know, I don't ha- we don't have like bars to hang from. But, you know, if you're ever in a playground and you feel like giving it a shot, that's not a bad idea. Um, so, yes, I'd say that's important. You know, uh- I think. Yeah, I recently so. learned that uh, what are called isometric exercises, and I think hand grip mm-hmm. exercises qualify as isometric, but also yeah. things like planks, uh, yeah. you know, where you, instead mm-hmm. of doing a push-up, you just hold yourself in place uh, like, a, sure. you know, like a plane horizontally. Uh, yeah. that, that actually is really good for addressing high blood pressure because it just does something to circulation that among all the forms of exercise, even walking or aerobic exercise or, or lifting weights, that isometric exercise uh, has a special role in regulating blood pressure. I've never heard that. And I love that. And we actually do do planks. We do chair planks in class. So great. I can, what is, I can a, what is a chair that. plank? So, yeah. is, is holding yourself so, up? Yeah, you have the chair. You have to make sure it's on a non-slip surface or it's anchored up against a wall. And right. I don't know if it have if it would have the same exact benefits for your blood pressure, but you do the same thing. You just have your hands. I, I like grip, hold the sides of the chair and you have your shoulders right over your wrists and a nice long line from your head to so your heels. It's a little easier so than doing like it on the floor because you're at yeah. a 45 degree angle instead of uh, exactly. virtually horizontal. Yeah, okay. Right, you're right. not being so pulled into gravity you know the, the right. force of gravity like on the floor but still great like you still feel like you know your midline you know really fire up there when you're in that chair plank so yeah that's a good one to do at home too 
Um, and these are, you know, this is kind of silly, like, but it can't hurt. Just like if you're washing the dishes or like brushing your teeth, you could just like stand on one leg, <laughs> try oh, doing it okay. on one leg. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, the truth is with balance, because you had mentioned balance at the beginning of this, you know, we don't normally fall when we're just standing still, right? So when you train balance, you actually want to train it while you're moving. So you want to challenge your balance through movement. But it still can hurt to stand on one leg every now and again, you know, just for even the strength benefits of standing on one leg. But it can definitely improve your balance if you get better at that. So that could be something that's just kind of fun to do at home. You know, see how long you can stand on one leg for. Why not? <laughs> I, I was uh, I actually surprised myself the other day. I was very pleased because uh, during the you know you know the United Nations comes to Manhattan and it's right in yes. my neighborhood because I live on the east <laughs> side. And uh, oh. as I was walking uh, to go to dinner, uh, there was a big demonstration that was being held, and I you know and I, I foolishly turned my head to look backwards while not looking forwards. And they had all these barriers <laughs> set up, and one of my feet hooked one of the barriers. But fortunately, I I had the 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 balance and the presence of mind to not mm-hmm. fall flat on my face, and I kind of did a quick recover and just you know did a stutter step and was able to right myself. But I yeah. could just see where you know in a less uh, well conditioned state uh, that could have resulted in a yeah, fairly significant injury right there. <laughs> you know just how Absolutely. that's how those things happen. Yeah. And, you know, actually, one other thing I wanted to mention about balance. And um, so I don't know, there's probably many ways to say this, but I call it orienting. And I've gotten that um, phrase from like the nervous system study world and orienting. So what we've been practicing this whole month, actually, we we were the the month was themed um, strength trust and falling and so at the beginning of each class we yes we practice orienting and so we looked around our room even if it's a room that you've been in a hundred million times right you're in there and you we look around we just see our environment right up behind you down below you in front of you and then we practice orienting within us and you can do that with eyes open or closed and you just feel like I'm breathing, um, my, I feel warm, or my feet are on the floor, um, whatever, my shoulders are relaxed, my back feels tense. Like, it doesn't have to be positive or negative, you can just say, you know, I have two arms. And so, when you are oriented, and you had mentioned something like that with your fall, like, you were able to kind of get a sense of what was going on pretty quickly, and you were able to recover. And you know, I recommend that for people, especially people with some fear about going out into the world. Yeah. Like before you, even, you know, you get outside, before you even take your first few steps, just look around you and then feel your body. And as you begin to walk, do that whenever you remember. When I go for walks, I go for walks in Central Park all the time. And if I'm not tuned in to a podcast or music, that's what I'm doing, right? I'm just like, wow, look at the beautiful trees. Oh, wow, it feels so good to move my body like this. So I'm just kind of going out and in and out and in. And it's just keeping me very present, right? Because the more present we are, the less likely we are to trip and fall. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's sort of like yeah. uh, situational awareness, which yes. uh, which is interesting because, you know, it, it, it's at the extremes of life. 
kids have no situational awareness. They'll <laughs> run and then fall and then they'll run right in front of you and, you know, yes. uh, they have none. And then they gradually learn that. And then in the in midlife, right. we have a lot of situational awareness. But unfortunately, right. as we get older, our situational awareness, because our senses are, you know, a little bit dulled, mm-hmm. uh, you know, vision, hearing, uh, proprioception, and so on. Yeah. And also our, our neural circuitry and our muscles uh, we kind of lose that situational awareness. So I, I, right. I kind of get what you're going at. It's a little bit yeah. of an oblique attack on the things that make people uh, more vulnerable. But I, I, right. you know, I think it, I think it's really a good way to do it. Yeah. And I actually, my question for you is like, if you're kind of, if your senses are getting duller, would it not be a good idea as you get older to kind of find things that like, brighten your senses like get some you know essential oils to smell or um i don't know you know make sure you go to museums often for like the art and the colors and that like is that something that would be helpful to older people who are well funny funny you should mention uh you know Mm -hmm. uh, the the olfactory system you know with Mm -hmm. smells and and aromas Mm -hmm. Uh, there's actually some intriguing research that suggests that uh, giving people uh, nighttime doses of certain essential oils, and it doesn't, it probably isn't like one oil like sage is magic and, you know, cinnamon is worthless. It's just different things that uh, stimulate the olfactory sense. Uh, ha- and this is done while people are sleeping. So they're, they're not even consciously aware of it, but at a subconscious level, stimulation of the olfactory senses it's such a primal thing uh that it it seems to uh preserve cognitive function and has a beneficial effect on the brain so this is very very intriguing research um when it comes to visual yeah you know get uh you get you know i I like to go for some color therapy to a museum you know or therapy outdoors (laughs) you know i call it color therapy or or, frankly frankly retail shopping too you know because uh it uh, if you stimulate your your dopamine you know that's the body's reward system well uh the the reward horizon uh, tends to decrease as one ages, right? You know, some right. of the things that were very accessible to us when we were young, maybe a little less uh, accessible. You know, the big chow down meal. You know, uh, yes. you know the the uh, uh, you know the bar scene. The you know pickup right. scene. You know, maybe a little <laughs> less accessible as we age. You know, right, right, yeah, and you know, let's not forget good old nature, right? Just going outside and being amongst the you know, all the elements and, you know, and all different weathers and the sunlight and the trees and the flowers and the smells and, you know, just being outside, you know, like we have become so isolated and, you know, the pandemic didn't help, but like, I just think in America we're, you know, we're just kind of stuck indoors a lot. There's, and Mm -hmm. the technology and all that. And it's like, leave your phone, go outside (laughs) and just take a deep breath. (laughs) And, no, and I've seen articles start. that are entitled uh, things like loneliness is the new smoking, that loneliness oh, is yeah. a risk factor. Lack of social connection uh, can oh, be, yeah. you know, very, very devastating. And so through your uh, online uh, mm. uh, uh, 
programs, yeah. uh, you know, people can connect, you know, even if oh, they're yeah. a little reluctant to go outside. Um, yeah, and we meet we meet up in person in a few weeks. We're meeting for a walk in Central Park. We've done lunches in Cold Spring upstate. We do lunches in the city. We do, we do get together, which is so exciting for everybody because we only know each other through the Zoom boxes and then we see each other in real life and we're like, wow, we're, we're 3D, you know, <laughs> it's great. It's so, it's really fun. And, um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Do you, do you, are you a big believer in some of these trackers, you know, because, uh, you know, very much in vogue these days are the, you know, mm-hmm. trackers that give you, you know, your step count, your mileage, you know, that people can, can rack up, you find it. Uh, is that an incentive, or do you think that it kind of uh, reduces uh, exercise to something too mechanistic? Right. Well, I think it's personal to each person. I'm not a, for me personally. I don't like to track my movement. I I think it kind of takes some of the enjoyment and pleasure out of movement. And in fact, let me backtrack. I think we should seek the things that bring us pleasure and joy instead of. I got to do this to get my, you know, however, what, what's recommended now. 10,000 10, steps. Which steps I, it's a, year, right? it's a little, I think that's a little debunked, right? That that yeah. was like yeah. not yeah. actually necessary. But um, I don't know, you know, but for some people, like, yes, they love to know that they did their steps and it gives them a goal, which is great, you know. And But as long as you're doing something that you enjoy, at least do both enjoyment and count your steps, you know, but I, I think you can get kind of stuck in right. that. Like, you yeah, know, don't, don't make I, it the Bataan death march in other words. Right. And also you don't want to get discouraged if you don't do your 10,000 steps. Like if you just had the most beautiful day with friends, like enjoying lunch and doing this and, but you are in the theater or concert, but you didn't walk a lot you don't get discouraged. You probably just did more for your health than, you know, than the 10,000 steps would have been if you were just kind of like on a treadmill, you know what I mean? Indeed, indeed. And, and, and it's funny you mentioned the smoking. I read some, some I don't, I, I don't want to like, don't quote me on this, but I read something that actually people live longer if they are socially active, finding joy and let's say they are cigarette smokers than if they are isolated, don't have community and non-smokers. And I'm like, I, I get that. I like, I think that that could be real, but don't go smoke. Don't smoke. Do have fun. Go enjoy yourselves. You know, life is too short to sit around and do nothing, you know? Or at least go to one of those uh, cigar bars where you can socialize with other people. That might be the way to go. Right. Okay. So I really appreciate your perspective and your insights. And I think you really get it about uh, how to work with, uh, you know, with older adults. I mean, let's face it, because uh, this is a program that uh, we really need. Uh, Baby boomers are aging. Um, As you work uh, often in an urban environment, uh, there are more and more obstacles to going outside, you know, safety, uh, inclement weather. Uh, you know, the hazards of uh, dodging um, uh, bicycles, uh, you know, <laughs> that carry them down. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, They're so dangerous. Carry them down the days. streets. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, this is an opportunity, I think, for um, uh, some older individuals to uh, begin to tap the benefits of it. And I won't use the word exercise. I yeah. think correctly you emphasize movement. Uh, movement yeah. is where it's at. And if we yeah. can uh, uh, accentuate movement in all its aspects... Uh, we're going to fend off a lot of problems. So great stuff. Uh, once again, uh, yeah. your website is? 
movementandyoga.com. And also, just so you know, I teach a free class every month. Like the next one is October 1st, and it's called Free and Fluid Joints. So every month there's a theme, you know, whether it's about strengthening or mobility or falling or or posture. Mm, That's a big one. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) But um, so every month I teach a free class so anyone can join and go to my website and you'll be able to see it right on the homepage. So yeah, <laughs> I would love that anyone who is listening to, you know, reach out with any questions as well. I'm, I'm all ears and happy to chat at any time. <laughs> well, I certainly admire your, uh, your passion for this uh, project. It's a, a very worthwhile endeavor. So uh, movement for life. Uh, yes. With uh, Hedy <laughs> Yankelevich, finally nailed the pronunciation. And uh, <laughs> so thanks very much for joining us. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app, and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations.